Hello, everyone. Hello, Bruce. Hello, Simon Wells. In that case, I'll throw a fielding in there. Why not? <laughs> Just to clarify, I think you're actually the only Bruce I know. Am I? No, I know another Bruce from a networking group. Uh, Apologies to that Bruce if he's listening. He'll be crushed. Yes, I'm, I'm friends with the chap called Bruce Woolley. He's a musician. Ah. Actually, listeners may have heard of him. Bruce Woolley? Yes. I'll look him up. Do. Good. That's what we do, isn't it? Look stuff up. Look stuff up about stuff. If we're curious about things, we look things up. Uh, and if we can't find the answers, we keep on looking. <laughs> what stuff have we looked up this week then, Simon? Well, this week, Bruce, we've been, well, I hope we've been looking up the same thing, because otherwise this is embarrassing. <laughs> um, I've been looking up things about trees. <sighs> that's lucky, because that's exactly what I've been looking up as well. Oh, it's almost as if we planned this. I know. Do you know what would be worse if I was barking up the wrong tree? Oh, that's incredible. Hmm. I'm so glad you said that. This has been such a big topic this week. I've, I've had to really prune back. Uh, I've had to lop a few things no. off. I've had to fell a few uh, extraneous uh, uh, uh. facts that weren't really necessary. <laughs> big old subject, trees. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, when, when we thought about it, well, that's, you know, trees are fairly straightforward. Hmm. And, and they really aren't. There's just so much to say about trees. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I didn't know whether to go down the, the, the scientific botanical route or the historical route or the pop culture route or I just used the word root three times and hadn't even realized I was making a pun <laughs> um, so many roots so many roots so Simon you're very good at these definitions and things what's a tree uh, a tree well uh, it's it's one of those big things that's growing out there in the garden <laughs> isn't it um, a tree so the definition of a tree is a perennial plant with an elongated stem or trunk usually supporting branches and leaves above okay i understood that um there are a lot of layers in a tree like if you if you go from like the bark inwards so you've got mm. the bark sort of protecting everything inside and then mm. you've got um the oh, this is a good one i called it i thought it was phlegm but it's not it's <laughs> It's very nearly phlegm. It's phloem. Phloem? Phloem's the thing that transports the sap um, to uh, from the leaves to the other parts of the tree. Because actually, it sort of okay. kind, kind of goes that way. So the leaves feed the tree yes. rather than the tree feeding the leaves, which is quite interesting. Okay. Uh, so then you've got that. Then you've got the cambium, um, which is the, responsible for the growth of the tree. So cambium, if you, if you chop a tree down and have a look at the rings, mm. you'll, that the, those rings are made of cambium, okay. um, and that allows them to grow outwards and upwards and mm. uh, allows them to become much larger than plants that don't have a cambium. So oh, I that's, see. That's okay. one of the differences between a tree and a plant is, is that cambium. Yeah, cambium. Oh. And then you've got, uh, then you've got the xylem uh, or sapwood. And that's the thing that transports the, the liquid or the, the fluids up into the tree. I see. Uh, from the roots. So the, root, the, the roots pick up water and, and, and moisture and mm. then transport it up to the rest of the tree. So, so that's, that's what... And, and then the innermost uh, layers of the xylem, right in the middle of the tree, are the heartwood. And this is dense and strong, and that's why trees grow up to be big and strong. I see. Well, that, that, you've obviously gone far far further down the, the scientific route than I did. That was all new information to me, so thank you for that. You're very welcome. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, well, I thought, you know, you're very good at this kind of like, you know, the, the etymology and all, mm. all that sort of stuff and, and sort of like the biggest and the smallest, which I'm sure mm. we're going to come on to you later. Oh, we will. 
but I just thought, you know, what makes what makes a tree a tree? And yeah. I thought that's actually quite a difficult question because, for example, there are trees that are actually not trees, but we'll come on to them later as well. Oh, will we? Yes. What kind of tree is not a tree? Well, that's one to start pondering before we get there. Yes. So trees are really useful things, generally. They're, and they have been useful since the beginning of time, because without trees, we wouldn't exist. Because of the whole oxygen thing? you The mean? whole oxygen thing. Right, OK. Yes. Um, the, the, the rainforests are known as the, the lungs of the world, aren't they? Yes. Um, so we, well, we human beings and other animals and other life forms uh, breathe in oxygen. We breathe out carbon dioxide, not monoxide. No, carbon Very different. That. Yep. Um, and the, tree, uh, the, the the plants breathe that in and pump out oxygen in a really nice, symbiotic, life cycle way. Isn't that great? Isn't that a brilliant, piece, so brilliant good. you know, wonderful piece of, of, of harmonious living together, one thing benefiting the other? Yes. Uh, until the one thing goes and chops the other thing down. Yeah, there is that. <laughs> Although, you know, okay, Amazon rainforest aside, hmm. actually, growing a, a growing tree absorbs a lot more carbon dioxide than a, than an older tree. It's all the, it's, it's the new oh. growth that absorbs ah. the carbon dioxide. Okay. So if you have a well-managed forestry, hmm. then you're actually um, creating more uh, beneficial, uh, a better carbon footprint. Right, okay. So in effect, you're, you're cutting down an older, less efficient tree. Yes. And, and you know, if, if you're planting one for every one you cut down, then yes. you're replacing it with a, a younger more efficient one exactly and the older tree that you've cut down is really really useful what can you do with an old tree bruce well um you can live in one that's that's not where i thought you were going to start well you can make you can make a house out of one. Oh, i see <laughs> that's a lot less literal than i was thinking yes no you could well you can okay well let's let, let's start with making a house from one so hmm. like you know for example like a, a log cabin would have been yeah. one of the earliest I mean forms apart from when you move out of the cave when the cave isn't sure. in the right place sure and you need to live somewhere else apart from the cave which you can't take with you which nobody can take with them <laughs> you well you can build your own special cave out of um, out of trees there you go and uh, I've actually stayed in a log cabin in the Smoky oh. Mountains which oh. was amazing it was built by built by hand by somebody and oh, it was beautiful! A fantastic place in the middle of nowhere, with mm. only the sound of the wolves to keep you keep you awake at night. That suddenly got slightly less charming, <laughs> but okay. As long as there's a good lock on the door, that's fine. Yeah, but then, but then you know, it might be that your cave isn't anywhere near water. So mm. what you want to do is you want to live near water. So you build your a portable cave as yes. logs, yes, um, by the water. But then you need to be able to get into the water without. Um, getting ah. too wet so you use the tree to make a boat you do you you sort of like get a, a rudimentary tool mm -hmm. and you carve out the middle bit of the of, of the of the log mm -hmm. and you make yourself a boat and boat building i mean boats are still made from no obviously very high-end boats sure but some boats are made still made from trees yes of course yeah and they have been for years i mean the vikings were obviously the the, the the champion shipbuilders mm. of their time, making you know, making their boats from oak, but they they did an awful lot of other things uh, with mm. um, with trees. Um, so so the whole the whole of the Viking um, 
community relied very heavily on trees. I mean, sure, just for things like you know, um, uh, bows and spears and mm -hmm. arrows and shields, and and the the, the person who was the, the Viking name for a woodworker is very onomatopoeic. Okay, it's a snicker. Oh, a snicker. That's it's just from useful. the noise that they make when they're when they're carving the wood. Oh, that's great. So, so um, how many sort of trees are there? There must be loads. How many actual individual trees? Well, types of species. Okay, types of trees. Right. So there there are around seventy three and a half thousand species of tree in the world. Uh, which I'm really surprised that it's that um, that many. And, uh, apparently, about twenty thousand of those we haven't actually yet discovered. <laughs> There's an estimate. So th there. that's an estimate, then. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's not how many have been discovered. That's how many there probably are, if we include the ones we haven't yet discovered. Of those seventy-three thousand species in the world, uh, one hundred species are indigenous here to the UK. Um, that's not very many, is it? It's not very many at all, is it? It makes you wonder where they're keeping all the other ones. I imagine they're keeping them in the Amazon or somewhere in South America. Probably, probably somewhere like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yes, we we have we're we're quite a a woody country here in the UK. Um, before man came along, you know, the 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 entire place was just one big dense forest. Um, the Great Forest. The Great Forest, indeed. Tell us a bit about the Great Forest. I know nothing about the Great Forest apart from it's sort of like a, a memory in my head. Okay. <laughs> I think Sherwood was probably part of it. Yes, it probably was. So I, I looked into um, Sherwood a little bit. So I'm uh, ever since childhood, I've been fascinated with the, the legends of, of Robin Hood. There's, there's one particular oak tree. The, the, the oak is just an absolute staple of, of English treedom we we have an awful lot of oaks that that grow in this country mighty oaks oak. indeed they're they're big and they're tall and they're yes. proud and they're british and they're a bit like you and me actually um <laughs> but a bit more gnarly and um i've been told that my performances are wooden but i've never <laughs> <laughs> um and there's there's a, there's a particularly large oak in sherwood forest called the major oak which it's been suggested that Robin Hood and his gang used to hide in because it's big enough to do that sort of thing. Um, and this tree is, is about 1,000 years old, give or take. Mm -hmm. uh, it's canopy, so the, the, the reach of its leaves is 25 metres wide. Um, and it's a big, big old tree. That is a big tree. 25 metres is a big tree. It's large, isn't it? Um, but the it's not called the major oak because of its size i always assumed god look at that that is a major oak um in 1790 there was a, a major in the army uh called uh, major Heyman rook and he wrote a book talking about historical trees in his local area around sherwood and he wrote about this particular tree and because of his title major it sort of became the major's oak and uh -huh. the major oak and uh there's a I went down a little bit of a rabbit hole looking at historical or or trees of particular interest. And um, there's an organisation called the Tree Council who look after trees and they, they sort of, they're, they're an umbrella uh, organisation. I really wish they'd called themselves a canopy organisation. That would just be far funnier. <laughs> yes. Um, and they they look after and they encourage the, 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 the protection of, of trees. And they have uh, they have written a list of um, 50 great British trees 
which are either particularly big, particularly old, particularly historically important, um, and that is is one of them. Um, another one of them is really close to where I live, uh, in Raysbury, directly across the Thames from the fields of Runnymede. Okay. And this is called the Anchorwick Yew. And for whatever reason, oaks and yews seem to be the two longest living trees in our country, at least. And the Anchorwick Yew is somewhere between 1,500 and 2,500 years old. So quite old. That's an old tree. It's it's kind of dead. It's a bit stumpy. Um, it has a, a diameter of 8 metres at the base. And it was an important local landmark. There are suggestions that that is actually where the Magna Carta was signed because ah. it's old enough and promin- prominent enough for that to have actually been the place of, of the signing of Magna Carta. And would have sheltered you from the rain, I guess, as well. If it should, absolutely, should have yeah. A wet day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and this tree is is very prominent with the local um, Druid Society. Ah. And uh, on the summer solstice, you, you get a gathering of people around this tree to, to celebrate the solstice. Um, there are little uh, little scraps of paper with prayers and wishes and and good vibes stuffed into the bark of this of this tree. Oh, nice. Um, and that's made it onto the, the Tree Council's list of, of 50 great British trees. So I keep thinking of the Style Council whenever you say the Tree Council. So I was thinking of like sheltering under trees and the, the, the biggest tree that I know, not the mm. tallest, but the biggest tree that I know. I used to work for a, for a, for a technology company called Banyan. Okay. And their, their logo was a Banyan tree. Oh. I don't know if you've ever seen that. They are the weirdest things in the world, the Banyan trees. And they kind of grow outwards, but then the roots grow kind of down from the, from the, from the limbs. So okay. there are limbs that go, the limbs go out and then a root will go down. So they look like kind of like cloisters. Oh, interesting. So there's, the, you just go into, you can go under the shade of a banyan tree as opposed to a kulabar tree. They are, they are huge though. There, there's one in India. This tree is five acres wide. One tree. I beg your pardon. <laughs> it's five acres wide. Uh, it can shelter tens of thousands of people and they can live off the figs that grow on the tree. And it is the most amazing thing. What's it called? It's a banyan tree. And this Five acres? I mean, that's... Five acres. Presumably we're talking about the canopy. This is the canopy, yeah. So, well, that's te- I mean, technically, because the roots are going down and then they're feeding the branches out and, they, and, and yeah. it just keeps going. This one's in um, Andhra Pradesh. Okay. It's, it's crackers. It's, wow. It's huge. And, and as I understand it, the the root system of a tree is roughly as broad as the canopy is. It's almost like a mirror image. If you were to take a, a cross section of the earth and and look at a tree sideways, the roots kind of look about the same shape, size, etc., as the canopy above, but underground. Yes. So that's a lot of roots taking up the the ground there, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, I th- wow. I think that um, I mean Milton. When he wrote Paradise Lost, I think that he sort of saw the banyan tree as as the kind of like as where Adam and Eve would have, right? Uh, sort of maybe the fruit of the of the tree might have been a fig from a banyan tree. Ah, oh, interesting. You know, okay, that kind of things, and that they are just. I think they became India's national tree oh. uh, after after independence. Okay, and it's used for religious worship. You know, it that it, it's used for medicine. Right. There's just so many different things that you can do with the banyan tree. They're just amazing things. Uh, 
Uh, so, so I've talked about the widest one. Do you know what the tallest one is? I bet you do. I, I bet I do as well. So I was looking at um, instantly when you think of really big trees, you think of um, America, don't you? You think of redwoods and things like that, or at least I do. Um, there is a tree in uh, in a place in California called the Giant Forest, which sounds is it a forest magical. full of giants. Yeah, it is. It's it's um, some of the the biggest trees in the world live in um, the Giant Forest in California. And there is one particular tree called the General Sherman tree, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, stated to be the, the world's largest tree. Ah, how tall is your world's largest tree? Because I've got a world's largest tree as well. And it's tree. not the same as my, my world's largest no, tree. No, it isn't. <gasps> Let's compare our largest trees. Okay. Is, my, is mine bigger than yours? So mine is called the Hyperion. Right. And it's 115.61 meters. Oh. Oh, well. Okay, mine's, <laughs> mine's called the General Sherman, and it's only 83 metres. This one's 22 metres taller than the Elizabeth Tower at, um, in, in Parliament. It's, That's quite good. It's called the Elizabeth Tower now, isn't it? It's it is called, now, yes. yes it used yes. to be St. Stephen's. Yes. Um, it has never and will never be called Big Ben. It will not. Not, not amongst people like you and me, Simon. Not on our watch. <laughs> um okay so then so that's yours is taller maybe mine has a a greater diameter my my tree my own personal tree the general sherman um is um 11 meters in diameter oh wow i don't have the it might might be about the girth thing because i don't know might be a girth thing okay i don't know what my my, the girth of the uh, hyperion is okay let's let's assume it's less Okay, fine. So yes, the tallest isn't necessarily the widest. The widest isn't necessarily the tallest. They might even be quoting it on volume rather than <laughs> length. Who knows? Um, but they're both quite big. They are. They are. They're huge. So that was a couple of the world's largest trees. We'll we'll have no infighting as to which is bigger <laughs> than which. Um, I I then had a little bit of a look into bonsai trees. Um, the other extreme bonsai trees are quite small and I didn't realize this the word bonsai means tray planting ah and it talks about the method of growing a miniature tree it's not actually it's not actually a variety of of tree in itself Uh, it's the the method of growing it and um, bonsai the the art of bonsai itself comes from Japan but it's based on something that the the Japanese discovered on on a trip to China around the sixth century and China had miniature trees. Their their art was called penjing. Um, but it was a little bit more wild. It was less cultivated. So the Japanese took it, made it into bonsai. And it's all very pretty and neat and tidy and, and well clipped and well pruned. Yes. Um, but essentially, you can use any type of tree, so long as it's sort of nice and, and woody, um, to make a bonsai tree. It's not that the variety is naturally small, it's just that because you're growing it in a confined space and you're clipping it and pruning it, it doesn't grow any bigger wow. than the space that it's grown in. So you can have a, like a bonsai oak tree or yeah, cedar yeah. or anything. The, the most popular ones are um, ficus, juniper, elm, pine, maple and azalea. But yes, they, you know, there, there are there are bonsai trees that have been handed down from generation to generation that are hundreds of years old, you know, if they're if they're looked after well enough. Have you seen some of the? I mean, the the tools, the gardening tools that go yeah. with the bonsai are just yeah. amazing. Absolutely, those Absolutely. tiny little um, scissors that you use yeah. for, for pruning it—they cost yeah. thousands and thousands of pounds. Those they're scissors. very specialist, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's that's part of the whole 
art of bonsai that um, it's it takes focus and you know you you have to be patient and it's a, a, a craft. It's um, it's something you you sort of really have to to zone in on and and cut away the distractions around you. It's uh, never tried never tried it, but it sounds like fun. Yes, it's a bit like it's sort of a bit like sculpture, isn't it? You kind of clip hmm. away the, clip away the bits of the tree that don't like the tree that you want. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Brilliant. And, of course, for a certain generation, you can't think of bonsai trees without thinking of Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, that was going through my mind. <laughs> Good. Good. Not just me. <laughs> the more I think about this subject, the bigger it gets. Um, you can even wear trees. It's quite can interesting. You? Yes. So things like um, rayon and viscose. Right, um, come from trees. I, I always, so I always thought that rayon and viscose were like these sort of like synthetic materials. Yes, yeah, so I would because they're so soft, they feel like sort of like a nylony material. Hmm. But they're actually made from cellulose, from like a eucalyptus tree, for example. Is that so? Um, and they're also made from. And now I'm going to be contentious. Ooh. They're going to be. They're also made from bamboo. Okay. Is bamboo a tree? I'm going to say no because it doesn't have branches. You're right. It's a grass. Not, not what I was thinking. <laughs> you know, okay. if you watch like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, when they've got these like in a fifty-foot bamboo trees, mm. Mm. it's technically grass. Is it? Yes, and it's technically grass that you can get rayon from and then wear as underpants. Right. <laughs> well, fair enough. So this 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 current trend of bamboo uh, cutlery and crockery and glasses frames and all that sort of thing that's that's nothing new no it's been happening in in japan and china for a very very long time i mean bamboo right. is a, such a useful thing and they use it as scaffolding for goodness sake yes it? yeah <laughs> but again sorry we can't really talk about it that much on this episode because it ain't a tree oh well we'll have to come back and do an episode about grass then oh no <laughs> actually knowing your mind that could um <laughs> that could lead us down some strange avenues yeah man Um, so what else can you get from a... For, well, paper. That's, again, I think Massive. paper would be an entirely separate episode. Um, in, in essence, as far as I understand it, you mush up... Mush up a tree. Mush up a tree. Um, mix it with water. Take the bark off first, because the bark's not really good. That's true. Um, and that's how you make paper. But before paper um, was, was sort of easily accessible, people actually used to use the bark of a birch tree to ah. write on because it's particularly thin and, and relatively flexible um, and conveniently white. Uh, so you can use that to write on. And there's a, a connection between the word birch and the word book. Ah. So so long established has that idea of writing on birch been. The, the, the ancient word for birch was libra, and then libra became the, the Latin word for book, and that's where we get library and so on and so on. Clever stuff. Now, brief brief segue. You mentioned in passing earlier on the rings of a tree as you were talking through the the anatomy of a tree. Yes. Is is that whole thing about counting the rings to age a tree? Is that actually true? I believe it is. Yeah, because every every year it grows by um, one ring because of the cambium in a tree that that allows it to grow mm. sort of outwards and upwards um, every year, so, and, and because yeah. trees are seasonal generally. Um, they sort of react to the seasons. Yes. Um, so there's a growth spurt in the spring, hmm. and then there are flowers and leaves and all the other bits and pieces that come off hmm. a tree. I mean, we, there's so much to a tree. 
There is. We haven't even haven't even gone into leaves and branches, twigs. We could have done a whole section about poo sticks. <laughs> there wouldn't be Crikey. poo sticks without trees. No, there wouldn't, and and that would be a sad loss to literature. And you couldn't throw. You'd have you'd have to throw other stuff for your dog. Yeah, true. How dull that would be. So there is um, an interesting fact that I have about a thing called spalted beech. And spalted is, is, means that it was actually diseased. So there's a disease oh. uh, in beech, which I think is called spalting. Anyway, what it does is it makes these beautiful black lines in mm. the wood. And I was shown this by um, somebody who was actually making some bookshelves for me. Right. And they, um, they said, we'd like to use spalted beech. Okay. And I said, yeah, fair enough. So he showed me some pictures of spalted beech, and I went, great. He said, I've actually got some trunks that I need to chop up into, into mm. wood and then leave them for a bit. But then when they're ready, um, then you can have them as bookshelves. Okay. And I thought, well, that's great. And he said, when he came to chop up these trees, um, every so often the saw would make this funny noise. So right. he'd be chopping through a tree, and it would kind of go zzz halfway through. Hmm. And he looked at it, and there were these like gray marks in in the wood, and he worked out that these gray marks were lead, and what? that these trees had come from the Ardennes, and actually what he was sawing through was World War One <gasps> bullets no. that had gone into the tree, and the tree had grown around the the the, the, the bullets, wow. and so the bullets were actually in the tree, and then if you count the the rings, they were back from nineteen sixteen, nineteen seventeen. And, huh. and so I, I, I told him to, to give me some of the ones with the, with the bullets in so that, like, it's a secret kind of thing that I can kind of go, behind yes. that book there yes. is a World War I bullet. Wow. Car. Nowhere near as impressive as that, but um, there's a, a, a chain link fence near where I live, um, which has a, a tree leaning against it at, at quite an angle. And over the years, um, the, the tree and the fence have sort of become one. I've seen that, yes. So in the same way that your tree has grown around those bullets, my tree has grown around the fence to such a point where the, the fence goes through the tree. The the, the tree, as wow. it leans at an angle, starts on one side of the fence and ends up on the other side of the fence with the fence cleanly going through the middle of it. And it's sort of made a bit of a scar on the tree. And, and the two are completely inextricable. Amazing. Well, I think we've we've reached that point where we could just waffle on for absolutely ages. We could still look up more things. We could still go, oh, think of that, or do you remember that? But I think we've come to the end of our structured research-based part of the show. Yes, but what we can do is we can leave the rest of the show to the comments that we get <gasps> from people. What a good idea. And I'm sure there's going to be loads of... There's so much about trees that we haven't covered. Yes. that we can rely on on our nerdy friends to, yes. um, to help us. Thank you, nerdy friends. We will be answering comments left, right and centre until the next episode. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thank you all very much for listening. Uh, this has been Factorally. I've been Simon Wells. And I haven't. <laughs> I have, however, been Bruce Fielding. Thank you for listening and listen to us again next week. Please do. Take care. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.